right, sweet. Here we go. Yo, what is up, Real Madrid podcast listeners? We're finally back with another podcast. Hassan and I have been super busy with school and like just life and things and stuff like that. But before we start, there's two things that I kind of just want to mention and get out of the way. Today, March 20th, is officially the first day of spring. So happy spring to all of you. If you live in a country like Canada, like I do, where we have four seasons, um, you are incredibly happy because I hate the cold. I don't know about the rest of you who listen to this, but it sucks. I'm happy warm weather is on the way. And secondly, today is also International Happiness Day. So I hope all of you have had a pleasant day, um, you know, wherever you are in the world. And I hope you continue to have a pleasant week and month and the remainder of 2019. And we don't want to get too into this topic, but it is something that is important to all of us. Um, it is International Happiness Day, and we just want people to know that it is okay to go through hard times. And if you are going through hard times, it is okay to get help from people, regardless of who you are. Uh, you know, there's no problem that's too big to handle. So put yourself out there if you need to. Seek help from whoever you can, your parents, your siblings, cousins, counselors at school, whatever it is, everyone definitely deserves to feel good about themselves. So as International Happiness Day, happy International Happiness Day to all of you. But now let's get to the podcast. Of course, I'm Mushak. I'm hosting the podcast. I'm here. Um, Hassan was being a pest as always and begged me to be on the podcast. So I told him, sure, why not? Can't get enough of him. (laughs) He's also kind of smart, so I guess we had him here. And we also have our new addition to the team, even though she's yet to write anything for some weird reason. Um, Her name is Sarah. She's from the Netherlands, but I'll let her introduce herself. Hi, um, I'm Sarah. I'm actually half Canadian as well. Um, I live in Amsterdam. I'm a big, huge Real Madrid fan. I love Real Madrid and football. And I'm really honored to be on this podcast. So thank you so much for the opportunity. And yeah, my favorite players are Tony Kroos and um, Sergio Ramos. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I dig the pronunciation. Anyway, uh... I guess, Hassan, I have to let you introduce yourself, even though no one cares, but go ahead. Everyone knows me already by this point. Flood the DMs if you want an autograph. At the end, mate. Oh, man, it's begging it, for real. All right. (laughs) Anyways. um, It, wow, I really didn't prepare. Uh, Basically, since the last time we spoke, the last time we spoke, Zinedine Zidane just became the manager of Real Madrid. now it's this time that we're speaking, and uh, we've had one game that passed. That game was against Celta Vigo. Real Madrid won that game 2-0, and the goals came from some unlikely people. The starting lineup was shifted quite a bit, and it was quite interesting to see. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Zinedine Zidane went for some of the familiar faces. He started Keylor Navas ahead of Tony Cruz. Isco was thrown right into the starting 11, which was wonderful to see. He got a goal. Gareth Bale was also in the starting 11. He himself got a goal. That's where you get the two goals in the match. Uh, it was sweet. Even Marcelo in for Sergio Reguilón. It's like, almost like the band is back, but this band is getting old, and the band needs to change. But what did you guys think of the game? I'll let Sarah go first, you know, in awkward and all that. Um, well, I don't mean to be like party pooper, but I actually wasn't that impressed. 
I mean, I didn't expect very much because a changing coach, I didn't really think we were going to like win 10 to nil, but everyone was really positive, but I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it for some reason. Like I feel, I, I think our best match this season was versus Barcelona, like the first time in that like hell week, basically. But I don't know. I just, I mean, we had good moments, obviously, and I love the lineup, but I just, I don't know. I wasn't convinced. Like I didn't think it was, I don't know. I, I wasn't convinced. Awesome. What's your take? Uh, I I have to agree, to be honest. I thought the first half was really sort of strange. We were sort of just grinding through the gears as such without really any sort of threat or penetration to the pass. Um, I mean, we were creating chances, don't get me wrong, but it just it, there wasn't like there was any pop to the punch, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. What about you, Bushtuck? What did you think? Oh, thanks, Hassan. You actually value my opinion. Um, I don't, but I just, you know, <laughs> balance it out in that. <laughs> All right, anyway, moving on from that. Uh, I thought it was a relatively decent game. I wasn't expecting the most clinical performance or the most tactically sound performance from this team, especially like both of you said, since Zidane just came back. Uh, but the stat line was pretty good. We outpassed them. We held possession a little bit more. What did impress me, though, was the shots to shots on target. We had 22 shots to their six and seven on target to their one. Of course, the more you get shots on target, the likelihood that you score increases. Uh, So it was good. I think the one thing that made me happy, not so much the gameplay, but more so the confidence and just it, it really like Zidane really is taking his idea of this is like a clean slate and everyone starts from scratch because he went out of what has been the norm for Real Madrid over the past few weeks. He decided to throw Marcelo back in. He started Keylor Navas. Isco got the start. So like, it's not that these players aren't worthy of a start. It's just as of late, they haven't been getting them. And he really didn't care for what was happening in recent weeks with Solari and just said, all right, I'm going to do whatever I think is right. That being said, I think the next game is going to be very telling as to whether his whole this is a clean slate metaphor holds true. Because depending on who he fields as his starting 11, we'll get a true sense of whether he really meant that or at least to what extent did he mean that. So Yeah, yeah definitely. I'd say that's a good point. I mean, I feel like he's probably just going to suss out who should remain for the summer really out of the kind of the old guard, if that makes sense. So you're probably looking at it and thinking, well, this guy's sort of declined since I was last year and uh, this guy seems to be unhappy, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? I feel like he's just going to suss out the squad and see, you know, what needs to be adjusted come the transfer window. Since I'm grossly optimistic all the time, I'm not going to answer. <laughs> but what, I mean, you guys obviously had criticisms of the match and rightfully so. I think everybody did. But was there one like positive outcome that did come from this? I think Bale showing up. Like, I don't get me wrong. I still think he should be sold. Don't like, don't don't cross my wires there. But um, you want to keep him? Don't lie. No, I don't. I do. He's I still think he should be sold. No, no, no. I, I disagree. He needs to be sold still. I still needs to be sold. Bale jersey this season. I did not. <laughs> I, don't lie. I will openly invite someone to come and have a look at my wardrobe if they want. Um, wardrobe. Look at you acting so fancy, as if you have like a whole section from Harrods in your closet. Is it, what do you call it? A closet? No, it was just a joke. Why are you getting up? 
sad, like cranky about it. Fight me. Um, <laughs> in August. Okay, in August we'll fight. Screw KSI versus Logan Paul. This is where it's at. Yeah, we can we can highlight our own MMA fight pay per view. What? We'll stream it on YouTube. <laughs> we'll, scre- we'll stream it on Periscope yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. It'd be gangster uh, Instagram live. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Yeah, it was nice to see Bale perform well. Uh, in all assets, really, he was very good defensively. He made some very good tackles. I think one of my particular highlights of his was the, the actual sliding tackle he made in the box, making it in last ditch. Well, that was very impressive. Um, he came, he was pl- essentially played right back, left back, left wing, and right wing all in the same game. It was kind of ludicrous. Uh, so that was probably my most impressive thing. But again, don't don't misconstrue. I still think he should be sold. Sarah. What did you think of Bale? Who impressed you the most? And would you keep him? Um, I thought Bale played way better than in his previous matches this season. I feel like, okay, I'm going to compare him to Lucas Vasquez now. Don't hate me for it. But <laughs> Christopher you... Moorback is coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I am so sorry, but I have to because I feel like Lucas Vasquez is getting a lot of hate. But actually, if you look at what, like, his effectiveness is actually really, really good for us. As in, he tracks back. He he does so much work on the pitch. And I just feel Bale, I don't know, I just wasn't feeling it with him. And I feel this match, he did step up. And he was way more active. And he was he was very effective. Like, he actually, he helped build the attack. And he even scored. Um, nevertheless, I do feel that he should be sold Um even though I really like him and I have massive respect for the goals he scored, like 2015 Copa del Rey, amazing. Obviously, the Champions League final, crazy goals. But I feel it's taking too long for him to step up. And I don't know, I just, I we need someone fresh, like someone fresh who can do, you know, who can just score those goals for us that we need consistently. And yeah, I don't know. I just think, I think he did play well. And I'm happy he scored for him. Like, I, I feel happy for him, but. Nevertheless, I do still think he should be sold in the summer. That's sad. I'm going to miss him. <laughs> yeah, me too, but... No, I, I really won't. I mean, like I, like Sarah, like I'm obviously thankful for everything he's done for the club, but like I'm not going to cry about it. It's, it's fine. It's time to move on. It's change of the guard, yeah. baby. Let's go. I agree. I'm looking for, I'm looking for a strong 11. Anyway, um... Just the atmosphere, like, obviously, Hassan lives in London, I live in Toronto, Sarah lives in Amsterdam, but I think we can all agree there's, like, this kind of, like, weird hopefulness in your heart, like, having Zidane back, just seeing him on the training pitch with the players. How are you guys feeling about his coming back to Madrid thus far? Uh, it's, it's still kind of not sunk in. Um, it's I didn't dream. expect it. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I said on, on the podcast we recorded, I don't know if we disregarded it or not, but I did say I thought Jose Mourinho was a nailed-on return. Um, which, again, I'm, I'm just shocked that he came back in, really. I, but I don't think he did it, you know, without thinking, I've got complete leverage over the club in this scenario. And I, I don't think anyone's blind to that. At the end of the day, he, had, he didn't have to come back. So I'd imagine he's probably laid down a lot of laws for Perez to follow up with. Um, and that, that's what enticed him to come back in. I think it's it's a good appointment um, and not one that I'd ever object, really, because the, the man's a legend, full stop. 
just be interested to see how he, he redevelops the squad and goes into next season now without obviously Cristiano Ronaldo up top. Yeah, I agree. I think I know the next morning after it was announced, I was I was looking on my phone. I was like, is this real? Like, <laughs> am I like I just I I still can't believe it because he was he's arguably been our best manager in in years, and for him to be back in this dark time is is like he's like our our savior you know I feel like obviously the expectations are really high and I am like I was thinking before the match like what if we would lose like what would actually like what would happen um and, Choices, that's uh, what happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know I just it's it's so surreal to me and but I do I love like like there's just so so much respect for him like from the fans and the players there's just He's just such an icon, and I feel him being back is sort of, it makes me feel more, like, I don't know, safe in a way, as in I trust him with rebuilding this squad in the summer, and because he knows his club better than anyone, you know, and I just think, yeah, I, I'm really happy with his return, and uh, I just love the energy that he brings, like, the atmosphere in the Bernabeu on the previous match was surreal, there was so much positive energy coming from the fans, and it's crazy. Well, I think everybody knows. I was very excited. Um, I was just super happy about it. It kind of like the, si- the day he signed again, Hassan criticized his outfit. I thought that thing was on fleek. I just thought it was weird. I didn't, I didn't I say it was terrible. It's just like it's just the, just... the bottom of the pants was weird, but that's it. Right. Oh my God. He literally has a partnership, his own line with Mango clothing. Do you know? Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Are you, sure? <laughs> are you kidding us right now or are you actually telling the truth yeah okay first first question why do both of you doubt me secondly <laughs> why would i lie i'm googling this and third right of all me too I'm, I'm i'm looking it up right now okay <laughs> yeah but that was 2015 to be okay. fair yeah he's kind of telling the truth but nonetheless but he did have it yeah you were you are right i know so basically he's somewhat of like and he's fashion icon yeah essentially anyway i was super happy to see him back it took me right back to the day last summer when i woke up and then i looked at my phone and saw zidane left real madrid and i was like bro are you for real right now dead yeah so like you know how that moment felt kind of fake like the same, yeah. yeah i kind of felt the same but like in the opposite way it was like a fake happy and i was like Aw, snap, here we go. It's about to go down. But I was like, I was so amped, and I'm still so excited about it. But, of course, you have to, like, take it in And for people who think that we're automatically just going to return to, like, 2016 to Oh, God, no. We're not. Oh, my gosh. I said openly I'd happily take a league next year, and that's it. I'd rather we just focus on the title. I think people tend to forget how bad our domestic 17-18 season was. It's terrible. But it I, was I, actually so bad. We went into, into, like, the winter break, like, the December break, like, 17 points off Barcelona. Like, that's way worse than this season. And it's that we won the Champions League. It was sort of, like, it covered up all, like, the mistakes. But it was just it a was... plaster on a crack, really. But um... Oh, yeah, exactly. It what I find stupendous is people say that, oh, yeah, you've improved this year, yeah, by finishing only 12 points behind. <laughs> exactly. But, like, I just think Zidane was so smart for leaving. I guess he saw that he, that this squad just, like, 
it was sort of it was loose it was slowly slowly losing its momentum i guess and he saw that and he didn't have the full backing of the board to make the decisions and he was like okay well then i'm out because yeah i think well the rumor was he wanted bale sold and etc etc obviously that didn't happen last summer and he stayed on um so who knows maybe now he's got all the chips in his hand Bale will be sold or something but again who knows who knows it he may just switch switch something over this the end of the season and convince him that he wants to keep him there but it's well, going to be an unpredictable summer that's for sure it's it's all really speculation so of course yeah before we jump into question corner real quick um just take one transfer rumor or target that has caught your eye regarding Real Madrid and just throw it out there real quick. Um, oh, it's a tough one, really. Uh, I'd probably say, not to be... Well, it's sort of a boring choice, because a lot of people talk about him, but Luka Jovic, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, he's the guy that I really want right now. How is that boring? Because loads of people are talking about him. Like, literally, I'd say out of 10 people, at least seven are talking about him. Why, why is that boring? I don't get it. Because, like, it's kind of just like everyone, everyone's saying it, so it's not really different. Oh, okay. Well, I just wanted to know your opinion. It didn't have to but be some groundbreaking. He's fantastic. Um, he, he's he's very good at contributing in build up to goals in the similar mold to Benzema. He scores goals. Uh, quite a nice variation of goals. If you only got to watch his his nice little chip against Inter Milan. Um, was it last week, week before, something like that? Um, that was just a, a really nicely worked goal. He's just he's just a good player all around, and he's stupidly young. But um, there's a lot of people in for it, so it's going to be hard to land him, I imagine. Plus, with the Icardi links as well, it's kind of a case of who do you go for. I'd go for Jovic. Anyway, uh, Sarah, who is your guy? Um, well, I'm, I really like Hazard, per- personally. I love the way he plays. It's also not very original, like, uh, like Hoff said. <laughs> but um, I, I really like the way he plays. And I'm also... Um, I saw Julian Brandt, that he was linked to Real Madrid a few times. I, I'm i a Germany fan. Even though I'm Dutch, I, I have massive respect for the German national team. That's going to be a sticking point in, the, in Holland, I'd imagine. It it's is. My, my friends hate me for it. <laughs> they they really do. But um, I, I don't know. I just have massive respect for them. And I, I, I think he's good. And he also said some really nice things about us, which is obviously flattering. Um, so yeah, him I guess, but I don't think that's very probable that that's going to happen. But it was a nice thought for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, one can only dream. Uh, let's get into the questions. Hold on, who's yours? Who's yours, Mustafa? We want to know who yours is. I honestly don't have one. You must have. Just just give us one off the spot. Come on. All I want is Gareth Bale to be sold. That's it. Damn, oh he, he's really got that vendetta. It's not a vendetta. It's just I. It's I don't that deep, the... isn't it? He's it got is. a T-shirt that literally says, "I hate Gareth Bale." <laughs> I you just do? don't see. I don't he see hates the, it. I don't see the point <laughs> paying a three hundred fifty thousand a week pound salary for. He doesn't. Guy. He doesn't earn that much, does he? No, I he think does. he earns. I think people are massively exaggerating. I'm. I read somewhere that it was like two hundred fifty k. No, it's definitely. It's definitely three fifty. Trust me, it's definitely three fifty. Yeah. I looked it up like last week, and it was a pretty. Legitimate you and I just up together too. What was that? Sorry. I said, oh well, if you did it together, then then it must be true. No. Yeah, we did. We looked it up. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just a secondary source is always good. But it, really, like three hundred fifty k pounds a week is just. There's like, even a website dedicated to this. 
Yeah, it, to, to me, it's just absurd. It's ridiculous. Like, it, if, like... Holy crap. Okay, this website's mad. Since Bale joined Real Madrid, he's earned 97,997,620. No way. You're kidding. <laughs> oh my Don't get me wrong. It's been warranted at times. But like I said, 350k a week just does not make sense to me when there's so many other young talents and maybe talents who are just about to hit their prime that I'd rather pay either some of that money or that salary entirely who are going to have a much bigger input to this team and output towards its success. So that's mine. But whatever. Yeah, but the, the thing is that, like, Bill has massive quality. Like, we've we've seen that, like, not a few times. That's the problem. But the thing is that uh, Florentino Perez took a risk last summer. I don't know if, if they just weren't be able to buy uh, another striker or if they just, if they chose to, to like go for Bill, but he took a risk. Like Florentino believes in him and he thought, okay, he's going to step up but and it didn't turn out. But who was available last summer as a striker? Yeah. Uh, I, Mbappe, really, I tweeted but... about that the other day. No, but like, at least now it's like, it's somewhat like everyone can see right before it was like, Okay, Real Madrid is a dream of many people. Real Madrid and Barcelona are basically the two clubs that, like, every kid at some point in their life pretended that they played for at their local park or pitch or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So then as you grow up and you're a professional, you, you know, that's always in the back of your mind. You hear so many footballers say it. But then you look at Real Madrid between, twenty, what, 2013 and 2018, and you're like, there's no way I'm getting into that starting level. Like, look at James Rodriguez. Like, even... Hamas couldn't do it. There's many other guys who can't. Now, I'm not saying like Hamas is like top five in the world. He isn't. There's other guys who are in that Hold position. Hold on. In his position, you but... don't think he's top five in the world? No, no, no. no. I'm saying in the world. I was going to say that. That's a ludicrous statement. No, no, no. But <laughs> basically what I'm saying is like there was no hope for other players outside of Real Madrid that they thought, okay, I could come to Real Madrid and actually gain a starting position. Yeah, but sure. It, it's ridiculous. But at least now this year... There's several people who must be thinking in the back of their minds, wow, look at Madrid this season. They clearly need new faces, at least to have a shot. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think, but again, that was a it... sticking point with Mbappe was he was like, I can't displace the BBC. For some, for some stupid-ass reason, his dad told him he wouldn't get enough playing time. He would have walked into that lineup last year, but there, there you go. Hey, oh, shit, shit happens. Yeah. But people uh, that come... Yeah, people that on. are transferred like this summer, they have like an, a massive task in front of them. Like they have so much pressure. They have to deliver. I mean, if they don't, like, imagine what would happen if we would spend a record amount on someone like Mbappe, which I don't think is going to happen this summer, for the record. But um, imagine if he comes. Like, there's so much pressure. And what if he, for some reason, is not consistent and doesn't deliver? Like, imagine what would happen. Like, that would just be such a flop again. Perhaps you've got to consider what the expectations are, though. If people are coming in and saying, yeah, well, we were expecting you to win the treble this year, that's not realistic. I'd say I, I genuinely think a, a league and potentially maybe a cop double is the most realistic sort of expectation we should look at next season. Well, I, I don't think, yeah. think we're going to walk straight back into Champions League contention like that. Not unless they bring in some absolute ridiculous players. Like, obviously, Cardi comes in and Mbappe comes in. I don't know, Pogba or De Bruyne comes in. Well, yeah, just, like, just, you know, like that kind of summer. Just to your point, though, like the expectation of fans and the expectation of the board 
are two completely different things. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Because true. fans will just say a cup, t- like a cup or a trophy, whereas the actual board specifies they don't just say Champions League; they say minimum semifinals Champions League because, like, they do it in a respectable way that's actually realistic. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with no, that. I agree. Yeah, me too. All right, let's do question corner. We're going then. Sure. I like just like changing gears complete, like just no trend, like (laughs) new transition, just there's no cringy transition music in there. Oh my god, should I add elevator music to this? (laughs) Please do. No, please don't. Don't like like, one last thing. Just imagine one last thing about the transfer. Um, I'm just thinking, what if someone would come in and they'd sort of like slowly gain momentum in the league games and then in the Champions League next season? Like explode and score like massive goals. Like imagine if that would happen. Like, I'm... <laughs> yeah, but then so basically, no. like, imagine. It would be nuts, but I just, I'm just trying to think who could feasibly do that. I mean, a lot of people. I said this. I think I said this on a recent. Um, I think I said on a recent question corner was people always always say, "Oh, we need to replace Ronaldo. We need to replace." You can't really replace yes. that. That's like going to Barcelona yeah. and saying, go and replace Lionel Messi. It's just not going to happen. There's no one out there. Yeah. That's like coming to this podcast and saying, like, hey, we need to replace Mushtag. It's not going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. You have it. The only person I see close to those two is wise No, I was, gonna, I was not going to see any of those. I was going to say uh, Lewandowski. I disagree because I feel like he's really, really regressed, but that's a whole other debate. Yeah, well, he's regressed like this season, but like last season, he was. Even last season, he's like he's putting up numbers in the Bundesliga, so. Oh, no, no, let's not shut the Bundesliga because I, I had a bit of debate with someone earlier. And I oh, sorry. The last two seasons have been competitive, but like the five prior two have just been yeah. so gut right. It's still a decent True, league, but... The, but like the problem is it's because Bayern is so powerful, but like the teams in the league aren't bad. They're not like league earn standard. No, but, but like there's a huge disparity. Like there's huge disparity for sure. Um, the only my only gripe with Lewandowski is he does not perform in big games like whatsoever. How many times in the Champions League have you seen him come to a knockout game? Everyone's hyping him up. Oh, he scored, you know, eight goals in his last six games or whatever. Shows up at whatever stadium. He doesn't have, like, a bicycle kick that everyone remembers, like, with Ronaldo's or with Bill. Like, that's the thing that's missing. But I feel that in the the Bundesliga games, he is constantly on the scoreboard, which I always find quite impressive how often I get a notification on my phone. Lewandowski just scored. Like, it's... Quite often, actually. If so. you want like a, dedif- a, a dedicated league goal scorer for 38 games a season, who's going to bang in 30 goals a season, he's your man, absolutely. But then there's other alternatives out there who are younger and just as good and also big game ready, like Mario Cardi, for example. I think at this point for Real Madrid, considering the season that they've had, there's no sense in going and getting a guy, aka like Eden Hazard, who's just about sure maybe he's in his prime and like he's going to teeter off in the next two, three, four years max, spending big money on him. I'd rather have another season or two of maybe getting like one or two league titles or a Copa and actually have guys who are going to be in here for the long haul as sure, well, yeah. like short-term results. And that's why I said Luka Jovic is my striker. After a year or two, so it's like, what the hell's the point? Plus, you're spending all that money. Just build a stadium yeah, instead. Would you rather um, wait this season with making like a big transfer, or would you invest in someone that's like 
decent. So not like Mbappe level that's like really hyped yeah. right now, but decent. Or would you rather wait until we can get Mbappe in one season or two or so? I think that's going to happen regardless. Just wait for Mbappe. I think it's gonna. They're gonna wait out for Mbappe regardless. Surely he's gonna get bored of playing at PSG eventually. Naturally, any player does get. Yeah, exactly. It's like Except I don't Messi. think they win the Champions League anytime soon. They just don't have the mentality or the sort of continual testing in that league to really up their level when they need to. Like obviously with Real Madrid, Barcelona, and Atletico, they're gonna play a decent team at least maybe four or five times a year. Whereas PSG, who are they playing outside of maybe Monaco and? I don't know, Leon or something like that. Basically, That's it. I'm killing Mbappe and Hassan is league on. Like, it doesn't really fit together. <laughs> like, I just dominate everything. Jesus. But yeah, no, anyway, back to like, the sort of start of the question you. was, yeah, you too, pal. You too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we would be better off, like, nuts. Okay, I wouldn't say no Tazard if he's available for, like, say, 80 million pounds, right? Um, but I'd still sign like a Luka Jovic or a Mauro Icardi because Icardi's only 26, Luka Jovic is very early 20s. They'll be here long haul. They're both already providing Icardi more so. Um, ship him, ship bail out. Um, keep the keep the right right flank. Is we've got Rodrigo coming in. We've got Vasquez. They've proven adequate so far. Vinicius is still developing. Let, let him to develop. You've still got Asensio lurking. There's plenty of like long-term opp- opportunity there in that squad to w- without needing to spend necessarily on 28-year-old Eden Hazard. Yeah. Rant over. Well, you kind of just like had my point in more detail, so I appreciate that. Okay. Cue the elevator music. <laughs> yes, cue the elevator music now. Hey Madrid Podcast listeners, thanks so much for listening to that conversation between Sarah Hassan and myself just recapping Zidane's first game back at Real Madrid and kind of our thoughts on it. We decided to split this podcast into two. I know we kind of alluded that we were going into a question corner, but you can catch that podcast in a couple of days. We'll be dropping that separately just because we didn't want to make the podcast way too long. Anyway guys, thank you so much for listening and as always, Hala Madrid.